Hey bowlers, you're listening to Bowl After Bowl episode 8 on Tuesday, April 22nd, 2014. I'm smoking bowl after bowl. And I smoke. Bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl. And I smoke. Hey good people, we're sitting down here with Kelly Betts and Tim the Bone Man Burgess. What's up guys? Not too much. Just uh, kind of relaxing on this nice Tuesday afternoon after a long weekend. Right on. So uh, we to introduce uh, Tim. Tim, you are like uh, part of rap, uh, No Coast Rap Battles, but you also do um, the Bone Man variety shows around town. Yes, yes, that's correct. I've been active in, uh, I guess, uh, both those scenes for maybe around two years. Maybe it's been three. I don't know. It's been kind of a blur, you know. You know, lots of. Lots of drinks and, and lots of partying, you know, throughout all these events. Um, but yeah, I've been um, trying to throw as many um, events as I can, try to um, involve as many lo- uh, local and traveling artists as I can. And there's been plenty of collaborations that I've perhaps uh, instigated, which, you know, is almost priceless. No. For sure. And uh, Kelly, you also, you helped uh, found the No Coast scene, right? I'm the founder of No Coast. There you go. I had this idea five years ago, decided to put it on YouTube, had seen people on YouTube doing it, and now it's just such a reality. Now it's like way, way beyond me. Different people have stepped up, XQZ, Deadbeat. But I'm at the center of it still, but hosting the freestyle battles. I've also traditionally been more involved in the punk scene. I've been doing punk shows for over 10 years now. I'm still in a band called Spoiled Rotten, play every other weekend. But hip-hop is like where my heart's at. I just happen to be a punk. (laughs) And uh, like Tim said, the thing I'm the most proud of is the stuff that goes on just in conversations afterwards. Sure. The friends you make and the influences you have. And to see your favorite local band and to be like, you guys should... You know, get another, add an accordion, and then they add an accordion. You're like, I created accordion rock in this town. People don't even know. You make the best thing better. Influencing um, the town is the thing I'm the most proud of, to be a little humble about it. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to just, um, people kind of perceive this weird, like, barrier between themselves and what they perceive as, like, celebrity or what's going on, but really it's... It's all just fucking people. We're hanging around, you know? So when you see a band in your own town, it's just people. You can go out and hang out with them. And if you have a good idea to supplement what they've got going on, they're probably going to do it, you know? Or at yeah, least and Spence, I know you just as a fan that stepped in. Right. You know, as somebody that decided to have an influence. That's that's my relationship with you, so I'm happy to happy to do that. I, I, try, I like your taste a lot, you know? So. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, uh... We got a few things to talk about today, including some upcoming events. But first, I kind of want to hear from Tim. You just came back from Denver. Yes. During I, um, uh, the 420 weekend. Yeah, that was, um, it was pretty chaotic. I mean, um, uh, I guess there was a lot of traffic, you know. Uh, we, Whoa, slow we, it down. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> but we flew in. We were pretty much high the whole weekend. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. <laughs> about a mile high up, and uh, um, I went there with uh, some other uh, of the uh, uh, like the No Coast rappers. I was there with uh, with Diggy Splash, and uh, with DJ Pompey, another 
um, he's probably like the first battler. Or yes, he, yeah, he, yeah, he had it, the first no coast event, and he's him, me, and my brother Matt or Mantra are the only ones that have been at every event of which there's been maybe fifty or something. Nice. We started the catalog. I think it's actually more than fifty. So it's it's an impressive uh, rap sheet. Yeah, no pun intended. And so, uh, yeah, we traveled there for uh, uh, the Cushion Coffins um, rap battle event. It was uh, supposed to be a, a two-day event, but um, as as usual, there's always rap battles that um, are canceled at the last minute. There are no shows. Um, I can't afford a plane ticket, yada, yada. Sure. But, you know, these guys know about this stuff for months. And so, it's, you know, like, it's good to see that there are... Still, you know, people that are committed, that they're dedicated. Um, it was a great weekend. There were all kinds of classic battles that happened. Um, but I did see a lot of battlers not perform at their best. And they and they, and they probably traveled over 200 miles you to get there. You think they got too stoned? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, you know, we were at a bar. It was, you know, a 420 weekend. You know, it, it, like it was everywhere, you know. I mean, you know, you're not allowed to smoke it in public, but I'm sure... You know, people do that all the time in Colorado. Right. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't really stop people anywhere else on the true planet. True. So. I didn't know you weren't allowed to smoke in public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have fucked. I was supposed to go with you guys. True. I would have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like, oh, <laughs> Kelly's in the holding tank. <laughs> yeah, he's in front of some kindergarten. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird how uh, it, we're just seeing the very first steps of, like, a slow rollout of legalization. And so it's it's kind of funny because before legalization, make no mistake, people still smoked hella weed in Colorado. But yeah, they did. Uh, but nowadays there's this uh, there's this legal aspect. But you know, like alcohol is legal, there's still things you can't do with it. And so mm-hmm. you know, one of those things obviously is you can't drink or smoke in public. You can't have it even you know open. And I don't know the specifics of the laws of like. Can you carry a bag of weed around if it's open? Is that an open container? Mm. Did they pattern it exactly off of alcohol? And, you know, maybe these things aren't even actually addressed yet. And so mm. it's kind of just interesting to be alive right now and be like, yeah, in that I mean, moment of there's, yeah. we're all yeah, we're like guinea pigs here. right now. And for sure. You know? and, and there's what's there's what the law is. People seem to misunderstand this. There's what the law is, and then there's what the police are going to do with you. Right. And there's what's going to happen. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah, so it's like, it, the, the important part is what's happening in reality, what's being allowed, what you can get away with. Right. Let's not get too caught up on what's on paper because that's just what's on paper. The important thing is to know what the cops are doing. Absolutely. But I wanted I wanted to hear more about if you don't mind the no, yeah, the, 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 the battles. Like what were the positives? These people choke. Maybe they're too high because of the. It's historical. I'm jealous that you got to go. That's yeah, you know that's, that's a great. big deal for sure. Like a rap event. On 420, on the first year of legalization, like, that's wild. Yeah, um, it was definitely a really great time. Everyone was friendly. You know, we already knew a bunch of the rappers from traveling there before. Plenty of them have uh, traveled to No Coast uh, to perform. So um, we have definitely been working with all these rappers before. And so, you know, know, we're like business associates almost. Um, But yeah, uh, the, uh, the big battle to go down... This weekend was Jay Money, the 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 f- f- the front man of like the Cushion Coffins League, uh, went up ag- went up against one of the up and coming URL uh, guys out of I think he's out of Chicago. Uh, he goes by Young uh, Cannon, and he's battled by uh, plenty of like top tier battlers. Um, 
You can check him out on, uh, uh, what is it, nocoastapps.com. Yeah. You can search his name and all his battles will come up. Uh, it's a great like, website. <clears throat> uh, it was designed by DJ Pompey. Um, right on. Yeah, NoCoast started a, a search engine that helps you. It's a fourth-party fourth party hosting site, and uh, you can watch it rap battle some all the leagues that we think are relevant. So you get on there, you just it sorts through the internet for you because we know that there's outsiders to this shit. So if you go on NoCoastApps.com, <coughs> you don't have to just Google battle rap. Right. You can see. We'll show you. We have the shit highlighted that you should look at that's come out this week. Very you cool. know, this month. It's it's all, it's very easy to use. So NoCoastApps.com. Yeah, we'll put a link for that in the show notes later on, so you can just click and uh, click and go right to it. But yeah, there was there are, there, are, there are a lot of classic battles went down. Um, we were in Aurora, Colorado, and um, all three uh, of the no coasters like did very well. Uh, Diggy Splash's opponent, uh, he did not do very well. Um, I think by due to lack of that's, preparation. That's too bad. He was a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'd only seen a little bit of uh, one of his battles. His name was know. Mr. E or something che- no, mm, was, cheesy. No, cheesy. Yeah, I was Mr. Man. Sure, okay. Yeah. Sounds like Mr. Hand to me. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and let's see, uh, Ray's battle was awesome. Uh, uh, DJ Pompey versus Solid Theory, who who I've battled before. Solid Theory to me is the best writer in, in yeah. Colorado right now. He's got a, yeah. He, I used to think Biscuit, but now Biscuit hasn't just aged very well. There's a couple others. Uh, Ill Limit is real nice, too, um, if you haven't checked him out. Uh, he's. I watch it. He uh, he is currently the body bags uh, champion, I believe. Um, hasn't really been like disputed in quite a while, but uh, he he holds the title. He had a real good battle with a guy from Nebraska, I think, Saint Mike, and he really surprised me. I just realized we should explain what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. These yeah, are acapella written rap battles. So there's no beat. These are prearranged. Rap battles, you know who you're battling, so you can do some research, you can prepare so your performance is ideally how exactly how you would like. Sure. You know, I mean, sure, freestyle battles still go down. They still have their own... All the time. You know, their own, like, respect, or maybe that's not the right word to use. They're fun, they're more fun. You know, um, but you can't always count on the quality of the battle when it's off the top, you know. Sure, yeah. it's entertaining, but if, you know, it's like... It's kind of like a boxing match, you know? Like, For sure. And I suppose it's still, like... Like, I've done a little bit of, like, rap and collaboration in my time, but nothing really too major. It's always just been with my friends fucking around or with my, just by myself fucking around. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I've never been able to do very well is freestyle, you know what I mean? And It's very difficult. With, with <clears throat> a pen, it's like you can figure something out or you can hear a beat and like you break it down just get really into that beat and then ride on it and rap off whatever you know but mm-hmm. as far as a freestyle thing that would for yeah. me i've always found that but i've seen guys who can just do it like yeah. crazy you know like, yeah they just the thing is you have catalogs i'm known as a freestyler but you have catalogs of rhyme schemes sure you end up just like making it like a little booklet where if if, if i'm gonna work off what you say and you say oe i'm drinking an oe i can be like okay that rhymes with a million mm, things. things that i already know about OE to me is a section that I've, because I've done this for 10 years. Right. So I remember those. It's obvious. And so with the internet, we had to admit what was obvious, which is that we're saying pre-meds, which is an in-between. Pre-style. Freestyle. Between freestyle and written is pre-med, premeditated. You've thought of it before. What you're saying has never come out of your mouth before. Right. 
But but those ending like words it has, and those or you thought of this, you did it in your head a hundred times. You just have the structure, and you have to basically put the windows in and the yeah. roof on. So in the end, good freestylers are arranging these things they've done a lot because they do it constantly. It's called information theory. You'll learn about this if you study jazz. It's the same as a trumpet player playing a bit of a salsa lick and then a bit of like a Latin combo, you know, into a rock riff as a joke. But then he's back to the jazz song he was doing as his solo. Why do you do that? Has he played those things? Kind of. Right. And he's heard them a million times and probably played them half a million. So the thing is, when you're doing battles, so then you want to talk about battles. And we're going to freestyle battle. Well, I'm on fucking Facebook. Or really, when this happened was right when I got involved, which is like, I'm on MySpace. I can see who's coming to this freestyle event. And I saw it happening when I started hosting freestyle events. Did one at Eastside, like, you know, five, six years ago, one of the first things we did. And you could see who was going to be there. And it it was like, oh, the No Coast guys are going to battle each other. Like, the dudes from Kansas City are going to go with the guys from Columbia, like always happens. Yep. So if you are one of the very few people in the world that makes money from these things, you can see who's the best of your competition... And vice versa, that competition can see you. Right. So what ended up happening was five guys have lines for one guy. One guy had to spread his material between five because he was counting on (coughs) doing more battles in the end throughout the event. He has to win round one, two, three, four in the finals. Finals usually go two extra rounds. Okay. He has to wrap way longer than everybody else. So it's just unfair. It's like making a racehorse... Do the track three more times just to show that he could, you know, show he, that he, he could. could. It's sure. fucked up. It's, you know, like, sure. I hate to see it. I hate to see guys lose at the end. You know, Diggy just won, just lost in the finals, or the semifinals, yeah. for, the, for, the, for the Elite Eight freestyle bracket, and it was the same thing. He just already wrapped what he had to wrap. Yeah. It sucked, and the other guys, you know, can get the better of him, but yeah. So anyway, just written battles, we're going to write, and you're... And it's going to be better. Right? Yeah. A written performance with from rap, no matter what the context, is always better than a freestyle. So one thing also that kind of piqued my curiosity about uh, No Coast when I first started seeing it, there's, a, there's an interesting crossover between hip-hop and comedy and live performance and the drama kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. without that element of a... They could they could just, like, you know, what, what I would call in hip-hop terms, like, snap. We just snap on each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's one dude, the best one, Justice Lacewell, shouts out to him. He's in Rastasaurus in Denver now. But we, we would fucking, like, just do your mama jokes. Sure. And each have, like, 50 of them. I can still do it with, like, uh, the, uh, you know, how many does it take to change a light bulb? I I got a million of, like, you you just catalog, same as the rhymes, you just catalog jokes. Right. So, it's the same thing, but most of all, it's a rhythm, it's holding the room, and it's being funny, and it's being witty, and it's being witty in an aggressive, specific Mm -hmm. kind of way. Sure. It's talking shit. It's a battle. Okay, yeah. And and, and, and it's you versus the other guy. Yeah. And a, a battle of this is just amazing. Like, it's, you know, I've always, it's just a, a test of human, you know, you know, the wit ability. And, yeah. Right. In the best kind of the mind. Talent. Right. For MMA, sure. I think, is the ultimate way to, to judge your smarts and your physical. Sure. But it gives you brain damage. Right. <laughs> and that's a really, that's a. Uh, you know, then people start making bad decisions right. because of their brain damage. Same, same with football, same and, with and a lot so, of uh, hey, not the, heavy fucking context Watch sports. Cannabis versus Disaster. I've seen people get brain damage from, from battles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that'll fuck you up. That'll fuck you up. I've seen some people, like, get affected, okay? Shouts uh, uh, out Hindu Rock. <laughs> get tested. Uh, sub- uh, subscribe to King of the Dot on YouTube. You don't want to miss any of that stuff. Caustic versus, uh, who's the guy? Averb, isn't it? No, no, no. Who's, no, who's the guy that... 
Gostick, he, he exposed this guy for cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, shit. Like, went to England, and then he, uh, and then in the next, his next battle, he was like, uh, if, he, if uh, you don't want to cross me, then cheat on your wife better, and all this shit, <laughs> you know, like... Damn. Yeah, yeah. Caustic versus Jefferson Price. This guy literally exposes this guy. The dude bit, cr- starts crying, bit, tr- hides it pretty well, but is like clearly it's a thing. And then really upset. a friend of his punched Caustic after the cameras went off. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing with battle rap. I mean, sure we don't encourage violence, but it's it's like a story. It's one big story. Almost. Yeah, and violence rarely happens. I think that's totally blown out of proportion. Yeah. Sure. That's totally a media thing. That's well, happened a handful of times. I think you can make the argument, too, that... I mean, that happens uh, at football all, uh, games. We all have these human tensions just from knowing each other and just from being, you know, in the same space, humans existing together, you know? Well, we I all think that's what we're saying. Competing but, things but and competing resources. A football and, game and MMA is a fight. And right. people talk about, oh, those, oh, you know, like, they're scared of it because of right. what it looks like. It's a bunch of guys getting together, and that's scary because that can be a violent thing. But guess what? Football is like... Just a mass of people running, slamming into each other. Right. Like, a mass of kids slamming into each other. What we have is some dudes that, you know, get up there and, and just basically do poetry. Sure. You know, very do very theatrical, dramatic poetry. Well, all of the uh, violence takes place in sort of an imaginary narrative. Yes. Yeah. You know, you can actually... The the UN wanted to sponsor this battle league, the, the one that we modeled ourselves after, Grind Time, which ended up going down really hard, like going down in flames, because they are trying to be a business and they weren't... You sure, know, sure. We don't act like we're a business. That's probably a good deal. Um, <laughs> so so the UN wanted to give them money to sponsor more battles in, in, in under, you know, like underprivileged areas because this was a peacekeeping tool. Yeah. That was a real thing. That blows my mind. It's like that... The, they, the, you know, the people in charge see it right. as it is. If only we could get our shit together and communicate what we are better. The thing is, what hip-hop has always been is angry young men. Sure. And personally, I'm very welcoming to women that want to join the scene, but that's just not what's happening right now. Right. Mm-hmm. There aren't really women representatives of hip-hop right now. Like, not many at all that are respected. And I'm just being real. That sounds like I'm the one that's fucked up, but... Well, it's 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 just how see, people talk. There's a lot of apologies when you say a thing like that, but the truth of the matter is, oh, I'm like, just trying to explain. Like, I'm not apologizing. I'm man. just trying to explain how it may sound to be. I'm just being sure. real that yeah. it may sound awful. That's just the I'm, just saying, I'm not representing numbers I, on the I've ground. I personally tried to tried to you know help train and hang out with and be friends with female MCs and get them in battles because that's what I want to see there. It's sure. fucked up. Yeah. Okay. What's happening is fucked up. But I'm. But when you're at a show and you're talking, really, where's the girls? I, I, I sets that I've done with girls that are MCs that wasn't a battle. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't think of any. Well, to read. I think I did the... one with Anne Marie. Shouts out Anne Marie. She was in a 16 bar contest as well, where she got to the finals. So mm. I can think of one in all my shows. It's it's sad. Well, it's a sad topic. To draw the comparison back to MMA, like you were talking about earlier, like. Is only that the was last totally couple. off track, but I just no, like, I it's mean, interesting, so we went it, off. It's on track because to draw that back to MMA, like we were talking about in this battle mentality, um, it's only in the last couple of years that women have kind of entered and been popular in that. You know, mm-hmm. the yeah, with, you know, chicks like Ronda Rousey now in MMA, and like everyone's kind of starting any. to pay attention. But that's only in the last couple of years, and it's still not like really well known. You know, yeah. and somehow there's this notion that it's more fucked up to watch chicks punch each other in the head which is like i mean if it, sh- it, shows, if it, it shows you the sexism you, towards men exactly which is they're just these you know fought it's cannon yeah, fodder you yeah, know totally, for exactly bags of meat go and get to hit grow and then for to get our enjoyment 
It's like if it, if it bothers you to see a woman fight a woman, then it should also bother you to see a man. Fight we don't a woman. accept what happens to a- athletes' bodies. I'll just say that. It's yeah, been dancers. It's... I work in the world of stage, so I can't really talk about sports. I sound silly trying to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I do lay Marley down for dancers, okay? And I set the stages for for ballerinas uh-huh. from around the world, from Moscow. I've worked for the Moscow Ballet, uh, amongst a few other ones within the last six months here. And they are, 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 you know, they got fucked up feet, and they're athletes. You know, they got to really grow themselves up, and this affects them. Just like, you know, and we always, the guys I work with on stage, everybody loves professional wrestling. Yeah. You know, or at least you did when you were when you were a kid. Sure. You ever watch The Wrestler? You're fucked by the time you're 40, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. And it, it's a, a lot of performance is like that, too. A lot of non, you know, and any kind of body movement. I mean, people push themselves. The thing is, you can accomplish something and not break for a long time. For sure. <laughs> you know, like... Well, even... You think about back in the days of comedy when slapstick was more popular. Plenty of people took, like, real mm. actual shots in the name of Look slapstick Buster comedy. Keaton. Buster right. Keaton almost dies on film over and over for your enjoyment in these amazingly hysterical films. Some of the funniest stuff captured on film is silent. There's one where he's building a house. Yeah. He gets married, and he's trying to, like... You know, he has to, like, take care of his wife, so he buys this house in a box... And yeah. he builds it, it ends up like spinning in a storm, and he's like putting walls on backwards, yada yada. It's like this 30 or 40 foot tall thing with a door frame cut out in the second floor because he built it in the wrong place, and it falls on him. <laughs> and he measured it out apparently one time, took a shot of whiskey, and then let it fall, at, you know, for this movie. It's pretty nuts. So. That is nuts, man. Yeah. The kind of, the guys doing that today are like pretty much the jackass guys, you know, the ones putting mm. them in, putting themselves in physical yeah. Stress and I th- and for your entertainment. The enjoyment yeah. of ma- the masses, you know? Right. Trying and to look just, at the reality. Just because it's funny. It. It's funny yeah. to get need the nuts by a bull or whatever, well, you know? The, like, what we have now is a lack of writers. And that's another thing that I love about battle rap is it's so much on you. It's like, sure. I'm going to show up with my written material. Yep. That's, oh my God, memorized written material is so rare. I've seen so many guys come straight off the top of the phone yeah. at an open mic night. It's mm. not even... Even on their own songs, like, sure, you know, they have like their tracks behind Let them. Let me share this, like but I didn't take the five minutes to memorize it or the 30 minutes or an hour to memorize it. Yeah. I wouldn't spend an hour on it for you, but you're going to spend five minutes of it loud. Sure. You know, to a point where you can hardly talk over it. Right. You know, like... And, yeah, uh, I've been seeing similar stuff with the... Uh, I'm just trying to dip my toes into the comedy scene in town. Oh, the, yeah, the, the comedy scene... Eastside, you know? That's run amok, and I've stopped going. Yeah? To the comedy at Eastside. I used to go every week years ago. Sure. And No Coast really got part of its start there. I kind of already sure. mentioned that. That's where we did our first written battles, actually. Yeah, what was that on camera? D... Dan D Shar Dan Shar Daniel Shar he, he ended up he has stuff featured in all sorts of blogs like yeah he's a uh, he's on Funny or Die and has he has some, ended up going to Chicago with Dan Freeze and good guys but I love Bill Donald you know and like uh you know Jay Jay Grow yeah. and like you know I go I go back with with some of those guys um but uh it's like recently it's just the standards been getting lower the crowd is still there so shouts out to sure that all of the east side establishment because it's amazing it's like my favorite bar in town right. still mm-hmm. you know my favorite bar still um but i just don't go there on the comedy nights anymore well to give you i mean i can't really speak from a lot because the the only experience that i had in the deep past with the as yet unnamed comedy show and the east side show is probably like maybe three or so years ago uh whenever kyle ayers was still in town yeah i would go and see and he would perform you know at all kinds of places and he was doing zoo improv too he's very good he's very he's out in brooklyn now 
Oh yeah, he uh, had that thing that went viral on Twitter. Right, he yeah, yeah. He tweeted the live tweet of the breakup. Oh my god, when that came out, I was cracking up. And so when it was featured on the blog, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know. And then when he moved, when he left Columbia, I kind of stopped going there at all, you know. And it wasn't until I wanted to start doing comedy and try it out, you know, that I kind of started going back. So I don't really know the feel of it, but I do know that there's an all-time high demand right now at Eastside to sign up for comedy and to do the shows. Like, if I went to Bill right now and I said, hey, man, can you give me the next available spot? He'd probably say, yeah, it's in the third week of May. Yeah, I mean, it's like the best open mic night to a point where they're really booking talent. I mean, they, they right. really... Right, like they I have said, good like guys say, who get paid other places, but they also keep it open mic-y. And I think it, that yeah, that's amateur, what you're kind of getting at, amateur, yeah. is that... You go and you'll see 10 comics every night, and every night there's a cu- there's at least two, probably three or four on average, who are good, funny dudes who get paid at other places around the state to totally. do comedy, who are like killers, you know, who can, mm-hmm. who can fucking bring it. And then everyone else is kind of like, I mean, there's cats like me who are just starting out and being like, well, I've been listening to podcasts and... I don't know, I want to get a microphone again, but I don't know how to express myself, like maybe comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm coming at it from, and so I kind of try it a few times, and I think that, especially in this town, there's a a trend to be, you know, very self-esteemy and very applaudy to anyone who tries, you know, kind of like, hey man, you came out, you wrote this, like, this is great, like, you got on, like, you can do it, you're the man, (laughs) and And the solution, there's no, like, (laughs) people are so... People are so afraid to ever be like, Dude. well, yours was fucking sick. You suck, oh, you know? Yeah. And But they need to say, here's why. Com- right. Yeah, here's it's not why. just like, like, you're terrible. You're missing this, you're missing this. And if we kind of got more... Uh, more collaborative. and critical. Because yeah. uh, I think that a lot of times, too, in the small town, clicky place that we live, Columbia, Missouri, fucking... You'll see someone go up to a performer who just got off stage and you'll be like, hey man, I really loved your set. And then they'll walk back to their friends and be like, holy fuck, can you believe that guy just got off stage? And it's like, pick one or the other. Yeah. Don't tell that motherfucker he was great if you're going to go shit on him in the corner. Mm-hmm. Just don't say shit. Okay, just, well, you know. I would say, I would maybe have sort of an explanation as to why that happened. Sure. Or why that can happen and people don't get called on that kind of thing right um because it's totally prevalent you yes. totally hit the nail like you know totally it happens all the fucking time oh, and yeah. it's not just comedy it's music it's every Everything. performance art and every like but it's especially prevalent in the comedy scene right now Definitely. and the comedians have a bad attitude too well a lot and the comedians a lot, a lot of them, them are very them insecure are people there's and... like this, the, the ones that i love are awesome they're right golden like more than who, you know who i mentioned like and the whole, overall, the thing's good, but the people that are just trying to step up in general, to me, are just have a bad attitude. Or, or they're doing comedy for the wrong reasons. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some of them seem to be up on their uh, soapbox, just kind of... Sure. Well, that's, right. a, that's know, an easy trap for any comedian to fall in. What I was going to say was that the reason that that attitude is prevalent is that it's a transient town and you don't have to invest right sadly sure you can it's gonna pass every every semester the toilet gets flushed and there's yep. new kids yeah. in here and so it's harder to say i am gonna keep checking you out even though as soon as something pops off you're probably gonna leave and go to a city right <laughs> no absolutely i mean uh, it's hard to even mention i mean like the off the top of my head the hootenhollers are the 
the actor that comes to mind who still is based here but is successfully touring other mm, places. Yeah. And totally. But to stay on like a because we're being real kind right. of tip, like and those guys are good friends of mine. For like, sure. Um it's like it works with the image. They play roots music. Right. They're supposed to right. have roots. Columbia's perfect. Which is what we need. What we need is for rap to be cool in that same sure. way. Well you need to, be to like, pull they're from the town. You need you know, to pull Missouri roots tattoos rap, and, you know. Yeah. Totally. Give it I mean, you just need to give people a reason why it's not that shitty to be from Missouri, and it really isn't, you know, well, especially if you go to some of these, uh, the only thing that's not there is the network presence, you know. That stereotype is only big in the Midwest. Like, if you, if, like, if you talk to people from Brooklyn and L.A., or I'll just say, I've talked to people from Brooklyn and L.A. Sure. and Seattle, that did, and, like, Miami, that are, they, lo- they think the music scene here is cutting edge. Right. And they're copying us, which is the funny part. Basically, it's funny, sad, because they profit off of us. Right. They get the money off of what we create from the middle of the heart of America. We're the heart, and then our... It reaches by the time it reaches the coast, it's been cleaned up and perfected. I know what the best part is. It's been going on for years already, and it doesn't always work that way. I'm overgeneralizing, but I will say that they're jealous of us being able to do whatever we want. Truly, being out of they have to like the the East Coast has to prove how single minded they are. Sure, and then the West Coast has to prove how open they are. Right. Yes. No. And we're perfect. Very. Very. We get to be the art weirdo or the college weirdo or the I'm from nowhere. You can be just from nowhere. Yeah. Who who are you? Nobody. You know, what that's awesome. That's crazy. That's yeah. open. You know, that's you know, and, and like we said, you know, organic. I think roots too, yeah, sure. for sure. I think there is roots in that. The ultimate what I'm really saying is that there's a lot of genre blending. Right. In Colombia. Absolutely. That's the main thing to do here. Well, there's not really and you know any big scene that's big enough to get any kind of niche group going successfully because once you get too niche you got three people who give a shit and are gonna actually try and do something. And you can't I mean, everyone here I have four fucking jobs now, you know? Plus I'm doing this podcast on on the arm on my spare time because I want to. Yeah. Most people here are in school. At least 30 fucking hours a week, plus homework and shit, you know, like, yeah. all kinds of shit. Like, a, if you a, lot of, a lot of artists, this isn't what they're trying to do. And then, um, um, I guess the thing I run into where people, where artists are delusional in rap is they, they, and I was this guy for nine and a half years yeah. that said, oh, this is what I do, I'm a rapper. People would be like, right. literally, people would be like, sure. what do you do? I'd be like, I'm a rapper. Yeah. Okay, now, I'm a rapper. This is not what I'd say when he says, what, what do you do? Right. But I do work in entertainment. For sure. And that's my full-time job, and there's many aspects to it. You know, um, one part of it is that I get to rap, and I get paid for that. That's awesome, you know? Right. And it's actually really good hourly, <laughs> unless you count practicing for it. Yeah, You definitely. know, like, but that's just my college degree, you know, right. was that. But I still, I had practice with myself now, and I never did that. It's funny that so. you uh, mentioned that, because uh, I, I always hesitate to even identify as a comedian. You know, the only place I've put it, I think, is, like, one of the stupid social media networks, probably like Cloud or something, where it's like mm-hmm. comedian as well, question mark, you know, but I've only gotten five times on an open mic. Like, totally. I can't call myself a comedian. But I also find it funny that, like you're saying, the people who run around and like just want to wear the label and maybe don't fill those shoes correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. for me personally, the pet peeve is when, uh, like, I'm a drummer and I hear percussionists sometimes or I'll see it in a movie and be like, this movie sucks. Where the drummer will like try and woo a girl and say, "Hey, I'm a musician." It's like, ah, 
I, you're a percussionist, man, yeah. and I'll give you that, but you can't call yourself a musician because the girl's going to find out you're a drummer, and that's fucking... Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not quite it. It's leading. As a drummer, As a drummer, you're not a fucking musician unless you play the clarinet or something, you know, play some musical. Or do you sing? Sure, if you sing and play the drums, then you're... Yeah. Do you know about scales? Do you know about notes? No, like, if... The, the beat, you can get by as a percussionist and never, ever, ever be a musician. Well, people just don't uh, want to admit that art is mostly hustle. It's sure. It's 90% hustle, and they don't want to accept that, so they say, I care so much about the art. I care so much about... Not people care about my art. Sure. Or, you know, or... I care so much that I'm going to put a lot of work into making sure people hear it. Right, right, sure. Okay, so you've done none of those other aspects, but you're going to say, you know, I care a lot about my... You know, it's like, okay, you know, and you come up to me with this... The problem is people trying to be professional. And that's what I mentioned about Grind Time earlier. Right. You're trying to say that they're a business foundation and this and this entertainment. It's right. Like, it's, not a, it's not a company. Well, uh, the thing I've talked about previously on the show, for sure, is... Uh, and what I try to do with this show is I, I don't ever want to get caught up on either side of the line when it comes to not giving a shit or taking yourself too seriously. I want to find a middle ground between that because you've seen the guy doesn't give a shit and he's like, I'm free-minded, I'm free-thinking. It's like, yeah, and you never get shit done. <laughs> well, it's so like, played out, though. But also, <laughs> you see these guys who take themselves way too seriously who, A, aren't willing to take criticism and like actually learn something and change what they're doing because it could be better, yeah. you know? The, and the two, thing, like, yeah. admitting what they have isn't a polished, finished fucking product. It is a work in progress. It is something that every day you have to look at it and go... Yeah, we could make this part better. We to, can do to this go back better. Of, to go back to, we were talking about genders earlier. I think it's standards of, uh, and just like what you're held to is being a man. You're right, not supposed sure. to take this criticism. You're not supposed to be open to criticism mm. or looking for criticism. Right. You say, I I was taught this way and I was right. You know, you come out of college and that's too, like, that I have like no... an unintelligent way to think about things, though. Right. You know? For sure. I mean, you should always be open well, to... You learn like, from losses. So to somebody, if somebody comes up to you and says, that song sucks and here's the three reasons why, but there's something good in that song that you can put that same element in your next one, then you've done better than putting a good song out. You don't learn anything from making a good song. Now you're like, fuck, okay, what's next? You know, like, I don't know. You, you, like, you basically, you learn from losses. Sure. You know. It's the same, uh, just to pull it back to comedy, it's like the bombs, you know, like, you, I've done only probably either five or six stand-ups at, at Eastside. And just in that short amount of time, you're going to fucking go up there when you're not ready and eat a bucket of dicks, you know, yeah, whether totally. you had to work too much or you just were too lazy once you got home from work. That's why you whatever. piss you go right up, beforehand you, you go don't up. smoke like thir- before a while beforehand. Right, you right. You piss right before you go up there and then, you, and then you're like, but, you, but the thing is to talk to the room. Right. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, eating that bucket of dicks will motivate you to never do that again, and will motivate you want to go home and just oh, yeah, write nervous. something good. <laughs> like if nervous. you just fucking, you know, you sucked and you just did like seven minutes to people who are just kind of looking at you like blinking a lot. Yeah. You want to go the fuck home and write because something funny. Because you think funny. what's wrong. And troubleshooting is how you learn in entertainment. Right. And so people don't want to troubleshoot their material because well, they love it. And nobody wants to see their own, you know, Something very down. cool is Bill always records and puts them on YouTube, this performance. Documentation. And they're private. And then you can make them public if you so choose after the fact. But basically, you fucking have a bad performance. And you go home. 
and you sleep a couple nights, or you you get a couple days right. between that and yourself, and then you watch that again, and it's some of the fucking hardest shit. Like, if you ever listen to yourself on a home video, and you've just like, I sound like that, I hate my fucking voice, but then you watch yourself try to deliver this joke that just isn't going to work, and it's yeah. just like, you learn everything. You learn where it went wrong. Sometimes I'll have a okay show, but I'll be like, oh, I told this joke, and then right as they started to laugh, I cut it off, you know, and started talking again, like... My biggest laugh, I stepped on my own fucking laugh, you know? Yeah. And that's the kind of things that I think just seeing your performance and watching yourself objectively, listening to your own art after you make it objectively, you'll be like, you'll go back and you'll be like, you know, this part is embarrassing, but also this part, I'm actually surprised. Like, I, you know, I thought you this know, was You know, I say that goofy, to new MCs to, listen, to record themselves just even on their phone and then listen to it. Write something, memorize it, say it, and then listen back. And, and surprisingly they actually say like whoa 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 like right. you know, they'll admit that that's too much and it's like yeah what's well, hard what you're to asking look at of others that's yep. what you're asking of others yeah, absolutely and i'm so happy to me sometimes it's just omissions it's simple omissions that are just take out the cringeworthy stuff right and be confident about the stuff that's even halfway decent totally and you're not going to regret it like you have to be confident right and just trust what you have but by to, to be confident you should look over it well, that was the problem that I noticed over the weekend in uh, Colorado. Uh, plenty of rappers, you know, preparing at the last minute, mm-hmm. traveling far only to only to fail miserably. And um, and uh, all like you said, I hope I hope they learn from that loss. Um, you know, about Diggy's opponent, he just he you know he uh, he wasn't loud. He was not confident. Like. Um, He's probably just mentally thrown from battling Diggy because he's such a weird fucking dude. Right, he's a strange, right. Yeah, he's got this. And he's and aura, Diggy's so confident know? too. The, yeah. the thing is, when I watched that guy, his lines were were, were decent. His lines were good, um, but he had a really funny delivery, and he would pause at all the right times, and it, it was really funny. Um, and uh, you know, uh, probably he, he just saw it as, oh, it's my swagger versus his. I thought, the one battle I can think of that I thought of that way, I totally lost as well. Sure. I just, just totally kind of clammed up because I was counting on him not doing as good as me. Just, I, just, I just kind of threw myself. Yeah. Well, and there's also, like, you you have a hierarchy of needs when you're going on stage and in the performance mode. So, you know, if you don't have these two bottom things met, the top three things you also need, you're not even going to fucking come close. Like, to give you an example, when I go up on stage... And I know I'm ill prepared, and I have like I have material issues. I have issues with yeah. I didn't bring enough material. I don't have enough ammo on stage. You know what's even worse? Then, you have ten minutes, but then you and then and then you have a closer, but then you know that you're gonna choke right at ten fifteen, and so the whole thing sucks. Yeah. Even though you had it, you had it for the first ten, but you choked. Well, when, what my issue is when I'm up there. I got I got material problems, which is the base of the fucking pyramid, right? So then everything else on top of the pyramid, projection, hold the mic right, uh, l- make fucking eye contact, look at the yeah. people like, dude, I struggled and got through the material base, but because I had to fight for that, I did. I had my back to the eye, the camera the whole, half the yeah. fucking time, you know? Yeah. Like, I looked like a fool. Man, I'm going to say, Tim said some of the real shit ever, breath control. If right, there's one sure. big thing, breath control. If you're a rapper, learn your breathing marks. Probably if you're a comedian doing a punchline as well, learn where you breathe. Memorize sure. that. Um, muscle memory. Train your mouth. Yeah. Pause. Like, don't be afraid like to kiss the mic, right? Kiss the fucking mic, man. Taste the last guy's drink. <laughs> yeah. Act like a, a, a little a, a, like a little curious donkey, you know? <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, the thing is, 
I finally realize it's performance over material. Sure. Because you can have the best performance in the world with the worst material, and everybody will love it. And you could have, and we've seen that done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, come on, definitely. We've seen it and, easily. And you can have the best material in the world with the worst performance, and no one will love it. Absolutely. Nobody even registered it as what it was. Right. No one got. No one heard what you said. Good job, basically. Buddy. Right. And I say that at the. Uh, that's a big difference of like. I think why people respect us and actually consider what we do hip hop. Right. Um, at the freestyle tournaments, um, because people get away with too much bullshit. Right. What we do is every time Tim and I explain certain things, and if you don't uphold them, we stop you. Right. You know, in a venue where people can just wander on stage occasionally and start playing, and if you're good enough, you'll you'll do it. Or we let people dance on stage. I mean, right. you know, it's it's common practice. So in a world of an open stage, we will be like, hold on, there's there's better stuff. Right. Because the like thing is... Like, you didn't is, follow the if basic you steps. Cut, if, but if you, the thing is, no matter how basic of things he's breaking, in a town with so many people passing through, in a place so open, right. like to hold that mentality, let everybody have a chance. Sure, sure. In that world, which I don't agree with... Everyone gets a gold star sticker. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. In that, in that Good world... Good job. It's like... Good job. If you cut them off, who's up next? Right, absolutely. Even in that world, if you cut them off, who's up next? Right. So you have to have somebody there, and really, for your own sake, the, some of the most embarrassing times to me was when I was vouching for somebody, or encouraged somebody to battle that was really drunk, too drunk for the situation, and right. I got them up there, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm drunk, and I perceive this wrong, and he's too drunk to do this, <laughs> yep. and he's not as good as I was, <laughs> and now you're losing, and I told you to do this, and I feel very bad right now. So yeah. I have one or two times with Mojo's open mic night, I remember <laughs> specifically, like, one night. Oh, um, but uh, um, yeah, that's that's the worst. You See, know? I think that that is finding the perfect middle ground between like and the everyone gets a first <laughs> between the everyone gets a first place ribbon and between like being prejudiced and like not letting people in your shit, which is the whole reason that we are like this as a society today. You know, we have, I mean, white guilt is rampant right now. Like, to be a white male, you're, like, privileged, and you should just shut the fuck up about most of those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And we have, like... I mean, we come from a terrible, oppressive system, which is why that we're like this. But now we've swung too far the other way. Now we're, like, not willing to tell people the truth and, like, make people better and tell people, hey, there are differences, and... The well, poor of the differences so aren't reasons, so bad. There's so many but reasons to not say the truth. Better and worse is what we're going for here, you know. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying now, just for me and for the people around me, to just try to say positive things. Right. Because I think I can communicate myself with just saying positive things and not being too critical. And like when I didn't like somebody's performance, like this rapper, it actually ended up starting a battle still. But I agreed with my criticism, as I said, you know, that's not what I listen to rap for. I was like. If you're just going to talk about dealing drugs and right. have one-syllable rhymes, I'm listening for, like, schemes right? and kind of more about what your life, what somebody's life is. I said something to that extent. Sure. Yada, yada. I said, I'm not really listening for this, what you have. I'm kind of listening for this. You right. Know? Like, well, me as a percussionist, uh, a lot of things that I look for in hip-hop... I'll listen to fucking hip-hop in another language. I don't even understand. Because I'm listening for the oh, yeah. beat. What does it sound like? What tom... Like, I played tenor... The tenor drums I was drums listening to a lot of French rap when I was, like, 20, 21. Yeah. I can't it's think like, of it. They're really political. I can't remember... Any, I would read the translations. They were fucking... Sure. Hardcore. There's some uh, there's some grimy dudes over there. But uh, I watch uh, I watch some Swedish battle leagues. Yeah. Like, um, that are really good. Uh... 
there's a few guys, there's like uh, Nils from Skills, Manly, uh, a few other people that are just amazing over there. Uh, he's from uh, Providence inside in Norway. Yarum or something like that. If he's listening, I apologize for mispronouncing. But anyway, <laughs> fucking, I, uh, they have English as a second language and are still some of the best in the world. Sure. You know, or at least he is, which is just incredible. Um, there's battle rap all around the world. I've watched battle rap in like uh, there. Africa. Like, but uh, Philippines is the most popular battle league in the world, and I've watched a because of their population at least like generally. 10. Watched like ten of their battles at least. Sure. Where they weren't speaking English at all. But I know that one of their champs versus Lo Pesci used five languages in the same battle. Nasty. And was schooling on him in Spanish for the second half of the third round. And Lo Pesci from Toronto, the most worldly place there is, right. you know, most worldly city there is. He should have at least been able. He was embarrassing him on another level because he should have at least been able to tell that he was dissing him in Spanish. And the host even said to him. Yo, he's using, he was using Spanish there at the end of it. Because Lowe's like still like looking all oblivious. And everybody's like, dude, he got you. And he's like, I don't get it, though. And he's like, you can't use that excuse anymore. He, that was Spanish. Yeah, that was Spanish. That's right in your backyard. Five different languages. And also, this sounds crazy, but he invents a language and does jibber-jabber at him. And like <laughs> says, like, you probably thought I was still speaking this other language. You, know, you probably oh, thought this was a sick shit, language. Like, shit. It's intense. It's intellectual. It's, it's wild. That's badass. And you man. have... And, and Lo Pesci is like a... Ra- he's on underground radio stations and he has... You know, you know, he he he's he's a name there, you know, in in the underground. And here's this guy from the Philippines, just right. There were doing throwing him around the room. This past weekend, actually, three American rap battlers. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, there are uh, there was Lex Luthor, uh, also like the Dead Man from California, and Nestle from Atlanta. Dead Man's sick. They all traveled to. South Africa this oh, weekend. Nasty. Yeah, for, Wait, didn't Nestle go? You say that? Yeah, Nestle. Nestle yeah. one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, all three of those guys are some of my favorites. Nestle um, can make beats, sing, and do beats. But yeah, like this is a South this, Africa within just since two thousand five when this stuff came out. Acapella rap battles on YouTube, right? Um, leagues, you know, when battle rap became a sport, became it really started. Right, freestyle was a warm up to this. Sure, this is official. There's been street battles for a while, the whole time. People met up with written rhymes. Right. But to do it announced, it's like boxing. It's like street right. fights Competitively turned street fights turned promoted boxing with like with like set out rules and this is how you win and we do follow the rules and if you don't follow it, the rules, judges, you get shut down. So it started. Money. It started here in America like it should have in Miami of all places. Sure, yeah. You know, from a college student that happened to buy a camera that went to these battles. You know. Yep. Um. So and then he met up with the real guys that kind of stepped in. We're like, we're doing this now. You yeah. know, because they were like hustlers. Like, shouts out to Lush One. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, this is the first wave of this stuff. So around 2008, 2009, just more and more and more. It's an, it's in every major city and it's in every major, it's just spreading. It's all, it's all over the globe. And we were one of the first. That's what's up. So, um, before we talk about some upcoming events, where can, where's the web presence for No Coast Raps? Is it NoCoastRaps.com. NoCoastRaps.com. Which will just, for now, take you to our YouTube. Okay. Which is YouTube.com slash NoCoastRaps. Okay. Um, we have music videos as well as, you know how many battles we have online? Hundreds. It, um, I thought it was our grand finale. We had a, it was our hundredth battle. Hundred. Well, yeah, it was one of them. Yep. And so we, I think we have over a hundred. Yeah. We have nearly 5,000 subscribers, I believe. And we're probably going to reach a million views this year is what we're counting on because we're picking the YouTube channel back up. What happened was 
we outgrew our pants. We started uh, in Peace Park without right. a license, holding events with people from KC versus Columbia, like I said. Sure. It quickly grew to a national thing with us just throwing money out of pocket. Yeah, people from Florida. To dudes from people. Illinois, from people, We started Iowa. fucking with some of the people. We were fucking with the people in Miami. Who sure. Were the we started talking with, basically, uh, that college student I mentioned called me on the phone and kind of just checked me out. And, and just, he straight up called me and was like, I heard you're kind of doing what we're doing, you know? Like, he saw I was copying his model, and he was straightforward right after, like, the second event. And right after that, the manager of this guy on Orthodox Phrases, who ended up, who had just done a battle with Lush, who was the hustler guy who I mentioned, Lush sure. one, and he had just started the West Coast Division, kind of stepped in. He was the more real hip-hop head in it. When Orthodox uh, came up and fucked with us, and then uh, Sunny Bamboo from Grind Time was uh, their Midwest affiliate. All these guys ended up coming and hosting events with us. So Sunny Bamboo came to some of our early stuff in Stankowski Field. Uh, Lush One came out to the, our uh, one of our final events. But what so what what happened was we went from every uh, every month to every other month to every three months to every five to every six, and now it's been a year. So we're back. Right on. On the first. May first. So May first. Okay. We're back. This is tryout events at the Blue Fugue. XQZ is going to take a battle. That's huge. Also, this weekend, to warm up for it, we're going to KC with Deadbeat, the other former president. So the presidents have been myself, Deadbeat, and XQZ. Okay. So Deadbeat has a battle this weekend. We're going to go see that. That's on that, camera. That'll be April 26th uh, in Kansas City. Um, this event's called Speech Therapy, and I'll be hosting the event with um, a couple of the other DJs there. Uh, Shouts out to the Soul Bandits. SoulBanditsMusic.com, I believe. Check them out. To announce it here, uh, since if they've been listening this long, they're a big enough fan. I know, X, I know XQZ officially wants to announce this, but basically when the students get back this year is when we'll have our next national event. Okay. And that means people So that's this fall. Some of the best people. Yeah, after some, the summer break? Exactly. Fuck yeah. This fall, some of the best people, as soon as school comes back, look for probably the second weekend, and it'll be big. Very nice. And it'll be probably outside. Cool. Yeah, we'll do another show uh, to pump that up uh, yeah, man. a couple weeks before. That'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so look out for May 1st. Um, and then coming up here in a couple days, April 24th at the Blue Fugue will be Bone Man Variety Show, The Red Carpet Review. Uh, it's a Hollywood-themed show. Right on. And there's all sorts of shit. There's burlesque, right? Yeah, we little have... Per- little person burlesque. Yeah, we have four or five uh, all burlesque dancers, three comedians... Two incredibly awesome uh, local bands, uh, Falcor, who uh, Jason Schrick from uh, the Blue Few. My favorite, it's my favorite band. party band right now. Yeah, uh, check them out on the internet. Uh, and then there's this other band that's been around a while, uh, Kismet. They've they're kind of making a uh, return. Um, and then I got this I got this local DJ. Uh, let's say DJ Jailbreak. Check him out on the internet. He's he's up and coming. So uh, it'll be a really great variety. We may have a photo booth. I don't know. <laughs> There'll definitely be a red carpet. Tim's variety shows uh, remind me of just stuff that happens in L.A., like Tourette's Without Regrets, and just some weird, you know, events, just specifically just for weirdos. And it's, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's, that, it's like know, a sideshow. Your events are always like, you know, like 100 people, you know, around around there, or less sometimes. Yeah. Was that, you know, but like... You know, and then the the other people that do these are always in way bigger cities. Like, there's to have this in a small town is really fucking rare. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just because we're here yeah. that that can happen. You know, it's really cool what you do. So. Thank you. On record, one of these. 
And then, uh, yeah, uh, every Monday, Tim hosts the Open Mic Night. I perform rap there, and we host uh, a slew of other rappers. Lately, it's been Jesse James, Mids, Bird Two Coo, Static, Pompey, you know, so. Yeah, they are. You guys are new guys out Apollo, there. Apollo, but... Calvin Tiger. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Van Ghost. Van Ghost, yeah. yeah. So basically right now, to just to just to clarify, like, you know, we fuck with all sorts of musicians, obviously, and it's all sorts of people perform with us, but uh, the official No Coast MCs right now are, you know, Deadbeat, XQZ, Tim, myself, Pompey, Mantra, Van Ghost, and Apollo. Right on. So if you see that, it is a No Coast show. We're trying to be more tight-knit. XQZ just graduated from college from events planning. He's going to get us all organized. Oh, cool. He's got PowerPoints for us when we right hang on. out there. Yeah, we're so. trying to rebrand. If you yeah, know. we're, we're sure. rebranding. We're regrouping. We're getting back together and deciding to take it seriously because we've all been doing really serious solo stuff on our own. So we kind of had, you know, had some meetings, and now we're talking all the t- almost daily you know, on Facebook and just getting, it, getting an idea and executing it the right way. So And just consistently having events hype up what's going to happen with No Coast next. Cool. Yeah, yeah. so check out, like, uh, all, all No Coast apps. That's uh, uh, another, like, associated site. Yeah, if you freestyle, there's a thing called Rhyme Dice on there, which okay. is, like, uh, you, so let's say you pull up your own instrumental, however you want to play it in your speakers, and you have, and you have Rhyme Dice up. Uh, you, you do a tap tempo. Uh-huh. And then, now that you're on tempo, it's going to give you two syllables at the time words, like, you know, like, you know, cat coat. And so you got to rhyme like, you know, bat boat, you know, sure. at the, you know, like, and so it's, and it can change every two bars, every four bars, every eight bars, every 16 bars, however you're along when you, you want to keep it up. Okay. So it's just a rotating rhyme that can give you ideas of how to rhyme. And it's a great thing to illustrate how to do multi-syllable rhymes. So that's called Rhyme Dice. Uh, there's a thing called Rhymes Illustrated, which is another way where it takes lyrics and it color codes the rhyme schemes. Basically, all these things are uh, to help people understand multi-syllable rhymes, to really understand what rhyme schemes are, all the different variances, how complicated this shit has become. Sure. And when you really look at it, you know, hip-hop has just some of the best, I mean, has the most technical and best poetic structures that there are. Sure. You know, I came in this as a fan. I was never a fan of rap as a kid. Like, I like the old-school jams. Right, right. You know, like... But that doesn't, I wasn't keep up, keeping up with it until I was like 16 or 17. I was just doing poetry and doing doing some other shit that was hip-hop I see now. But, you know, just writing poetry right. is where I come from. Cool. This is where the best writers are. Sure. That's it, simply. Right. You know, best performers and writers in the world. Well, is, the hip-hop is where the hype is. If you were to count battle rap as a single artist, he'd be the singular, singular most popular artist in hip-hop right now. Because daily videos come out that get thousands of views, and once every week there's one that gets ten thousand views in that week or a hundred thousand. Like it, 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 it's and people buy this stuff like sporting events. In New York, tickets cost seventy dollars for this stuff. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's just a legitimate operation. Yeah, usually, right it's yeah. thirty to forty. Yep. So uh, the two events, uh, May first, and our events and are then... cheap though because it's Columbia and we're fucking with y'all. We yeah. know you wouldn't show up. <laughs> there our you events go. are still only five dollars, which is basically a courtesy to you, the viewer. Like it's you know we right. function like a like a uh, nonprofit basically. Right. I hope nobody officials listening to this, but you know we, just, <laughs> we spend our own money on it. We spend our own money on you to. Right. You're just kind of trying to trying to get it out there. Get a quarter of the way the back to breaking enough, even. Man. Go right. on like rmbva.com if you want to follow the blogs people that talk about it like it's you know i feel okay with my position in life 
And then April 24th, the Blue Fugue. April Bone 24th. Man Variety. What day of the week is that? It's a Thursday. Thursday. This, this Thursday? This Thursday. Thursdays this are Thursday. the best in this town. Yeah, Thirsty Thursday. That's when people go hardest. There's, mm. more, bi- yeah. there's more business at bars on Thursday Weird. than any other day. If you didn't know that, strange. get to know. That's the peak, man. That's when you don't want to go fucking walking downtown on Broadway at 1.45 a.m. and get your foot puked on by mm. some girl wearing not enough clothes we're running around with no shoes that's mm. every fucking thursday in this town <laughs> i swear to god i never knew i never know who to help and who to fight oh my god it's just like you just need to stay inside after one o'clock just fucking go home or go to steak and shake and then go home yeah like it's yeah. done for you at one o'clock a.m the bars are kicking everyone onto the street that's like every toilet in columbia flushes into the streets mm. and you gotta wade through that shit show it's a shit festival. It's a shit festival. Every Thursday night. <laughs> There's shoes. Yeah. One, th- one thing is, if you want, like, a left shoe. Where do all these shoes go? to find them. Or you underwear. Know, like... I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> People oh, will leave man. shoes in Jesse. Jesse yeah. Auditorium. I'd be like, how do you go to Jesse and leave your shoes? That's someone Like, who... how do you walk out of that building and then through the quad area? And Here's like, what yeah, you need. Here's what you need to look for in those people in the future. See this, show? See this right there? That's my flask tie. No. <laughs> That's like a fucking eight ounce or ten ounce flask <laughs> hidden inside that tie. Check this Here, out. Here, we have to take a picture of it. Oh, yeah. We can we can link it. Yeah. You know, because we're high tech. So I can just fill it up, huh? Yeah. Check that out. It's That's a silver hilarious. bladder hidden away in this tie. Oh. <laughs> and I pour whiskey all over my own foot, but it screws into like a camel back, so it looks like you're chewing on this tie, and you're drinking out of a fucking flask. <laughs> Free plug to uh, MacDoodles, that new liquor store oh, on Providence. Twenty oh, bucks at MacDoodles, man. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> first night I got I'm there, it. man. First night I got it, I went out. Do you know how old I wear ties? And like, I I rolled balls down the lane at the bowling alley with that's classy. On. That's what that oh is. yeah. Oh, um, drinking whiskey out of fucking tie. I know a, I know a guy named Robert Fishbone invented the Zydegoat tie. It's just a it's just a washboard in tie form. That's a clip tie, and oh, so you can I, play I've it. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy named Fishbone that I know. Also, the Thunder Tube, which made a lot of money, which is just a cardboard tube with a spring down the middle. Ooh. Yeah. Crazy. Shouts out to him. Well, there you go. Yeah. Many shouts out. Many events uh, hyped. Uh, we're gonna leave you with this uh, um, right here. We're gonna throw some links up to some of the things we've talked about, some uh, rap battle videos to give you some hype and give you some background into what No Coast is all about. Uh, maybe some links to some other people we've mentioned. Uh, definitely gonna throw up some Rhymes Illustrated and Rap Dice links so you can check out sort of the the mind games and sort of apply it in a different way to yeah. uh, how to how to look at hip hop. But uh, with that, we want to say thanks so much for listening. We're an hour and in, so you're dedicated, and we love you so much for sticking around. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime when you uh, want to talk about that event this fall, you know, for instance. Yeah. We'll love to have you back. Yeah, this is awesome. Kind of track your progress, so. Definitely. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and uh, may your bulls were never brighter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>